40inbox.com here, and we're going to be checking out this video called Quit My $250,000 Job After Learning This About Money. And I thought this would be a pretty interesting uh, video to actually check out. I quit because of 10 words that changed my life. I was making over $250,000 as a corporate lawyer, was one of the highest paid lawyers in the world for my age, had spent a decade working hard to get to where I was, and with one phone call and hearing those 10 words on the phone, I knew I was going to quit and walk away from it. Those. I gotta say, she is extremely good at grabbing your attention. Like, I mean, straight up, she is very good at grabbing your attention. Those 10 words taught me everything I need to know about money. And this video is the hardest one I've ever made. I've been planning it for a year, but I've just been too scared to post it. It's really personal, but if you're watching... Planning a video for a year. It almost sounds like a uh, Mr. Beast kind of style type of video in the sense that Mr. Beast would be willing to spend a year thinking about posting a specific video. That being said... <laughs> This video definitely paid off for her because she got 1.8 million plus views on this video. Watching it, it means it's out there and I haven't deleted it. So right after my first year of law school, I got an offer to work in what's called big law. And it means you work for one of the top law firms in the world and you're making more than 180000 your first year. That's pretty darn good, especially since a lot of lawyers tend to be in really, really high amounts of debt. Fast forward a few years, I've graduated from Georgetown Law. I'm working in big law as a corporate lawyer in mergers and acquisitions, doing these billion dollar deals. And it is very glamorous. You're working with the best of the best from Harvard Law, Stanford Law, kind of like a real life suits. We take our interns on helicopter rides of the city and go out to fancy dinners where the bill is thousands of dollars. This already sounds like a pretty crazy work environment. But I bet you that there's probably something just... Maybe something that's not necessarily heinous, but probably something where like she probably doesn't have any autonomy or basically any freedom in her career. And it's easy when the world is telling you you've made it. You're in the most prestigious job to lose sight of your why. Add to that, you've just spent $200,000 on law school and you need... That's a lot of money. You spent two hundred grand to be a lawyer? Is that like a common amount of money? I know like doctors and dentists and that kind of stuff can spend multiple six figures. But a lawyer spending $200,000? Oof, man. That's horrible. You need this job to pay it off. You get very caught up in it. I wanted to become a lawyer to help people, but at these big law firms, all you're doing is helping large, faceless corporations. Your clients are the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, the Amazons and Apples of the world, and it's easy to get complacent. In the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to do something that had more of an impact on actual people, something entrepreneurial, but I was too scared to leave, and I was worried that I'd fail miserably on my own. I'm always creating handmade uh, goods and need an online ad, store that makes of course. easy to add new products. So hey, made a new... she's got to get paid, which is nice. One... 
But here's also another thing that's kind of interesting, right? It's like, she has a good point where you end up doing everything that you believe to be correct to get to the point where you feel like you made it. Everybody tells you that you've made it, but now you're in a situation where you're basically got golden handcuffs. You're basically getting paid a disgusting amount of money to probably do things that, morally speaking, she doesn't really align with, right? Because if she is having to protect these Fortune 500 companies, probably from everyday normal people getting screwed over by these companies, yeah, you might be getting paid a lot of money, but every time you look at your big, thick bank account, you're like, oh, how many people did we screw over by doing this? So I could kind of see where she's kind of like leaning with this video already, where like, it seems like she is someone that has a really good moral character. One phone call, 10 words that changed everything. That phone call was with my boss, a senior partner at the law firm. So earlier that week, I found out that my 89-year-old grandpa was hospitalized and his condition was deteriorating. So I told my boss and asked for some time to go see my grandpa. My boss agreed, so I made the five-hour journey to my grandparents' house. That first night, my boss kept giving me time-sensitive assignments, so I couldn't even make it to the hospital during visiting hours. That is so sketchy, right? Like, if a boss were to do that to you, while they know the reason why you are leaving and, like, not at work is to see your sick family member, like, that is a really serious thing. Yeah, you do have an obligation to your job, but at the same time, like, a family emergency like that, and you still end up making it even harder for them? That's a horrible boss. 3 a.m., still working frantically. The second night, I decided to work up the courage to ask my boss for an extension so that I could actually have a few hours to see my grandpa in the hospital. In my years of working for this boss, I had never asked for an extension. It didn't matter if I had to work 20 hours on my birthday while on vacation and miss my own birthday dinner, true story, it didn't matter if I had to pull two all-nighters in a row and felt like my body was shutting down. I just never asked. And the culture of these law firms is all about how hard you can work. Overworking is glamorized, and it's like this badge of honor when you say that you had to pull an all-nighter at work. We all had extra clothes in the office for those all-nighters. And if you don't bill enough hours, it's basically the unspoken rule that you'll get fired. That is a horrible work situation. That is such a stressful work situation. Like regardless of how much money you're making, if basically if you're working in a situation where the norm is to be overworked to the extent that you have to have clothes at your work and that if you don't overwork, basically it's like kind of like obvious like oh by the way you know you're just gonna get a, a I don't know maybe a fired like that's crazy right I mean and this is the thing that people need to understand too just because you have a job doesn't mean that job is secure right just because you're getting a paycheck doesn't mean that paycheck is secure and a lot of people don't understand that so 
just continue. I just accepted that 100-hour weeks were part of what I agreed to as a corporate lawyer. I wanted to prove myself to him and show him that I deserved a spot at this law firm. And at these law firms, you just you don't say no. But this time was different. I needed to spend time with my grandpa, so I worked up the courage to press send on an email where I explained the situation and asked my boss for an extension. I remember just pacing back and forth in that tiny room in my grandparents' house, so nervous because I'd never asked for an extension. And then the call comes. I already probably know how bad this is going to be. And to be honest, I'm like, I'm checking out this video and it's just like... Like, you're, like, watching this video of her basically quitting her job, right? Like, why she quit her job and after all this kind of stuff, right? It's like, it brings some emotions to the surface. You're like, wow, I could only tell that her boss is going to be such a D. And here's the thing. Family comes first no matter what. Especially if you love your family, family comes first no matter what. And I just know this phone call that she got is going to be so bad. I just know it. I don't want to even watch it, but Jesus. And he calls me and he says, no, I can't give you an extension. I knew it. I freaking knew it. Man, I I feel so bad because it's like, I mean, look. A lot of people would be willing to do a lot of things to make $250,000, but the reality is this. Money is a tool, okay? It's not the meaning of life. Oh, dear Lord. And I kept trying to reason with him and tell him why I needed to go spend time with my grandpa, but he kept responding to my pleas with 10 words. What do you think we pay you so much for? Wow. Okay, so this is the 10 words that uh, changed her view of money. What do you think we pay you so much for? So what? They pay you so much so that you can abandon your family? They pay you so much so that you could have no moral standing? Like, that is such a sketchy, sketchy work environment. What do you think we pay you so much for? And he kept repeating those words on the call over and over again. So, defeated, I hung up, I kept working as instructed, and I couldn't get to the hospital in time for visiting hours again. My grandpa passed away shortly after. Dear Lord. And the thing is, I mean, the damage has already been done, right? Like, this is the reality. Like, the damage for her family situation has already been done. She already lost that time that she could have spent being by her grandfather's side. Like, that is so messed up on so many levels. Like, to have a boss like that, Jeez, it might be better just working minimum wage. And I missed out on some of the last precious hours I could have spent with him. And it's really hard living with that regret I have. This story isn't to make you sad. It has a happy ending. Well, I mean, that's a bit too late, you know, for anyone that ends up 
stumbling upon this. That's a little bit too late to not feel a little bit sad because you can't see your grandfather again. I mean, that's the reality. Like, uh, Erica, Erica Kohlberg cannot see her grandfather again. Like, that is the reality, you know? Happy message, I promise. Because those 10 words taught me everything I need to know about money. Those 10 words made me realize that to the law firm, they would always feel like they owned every hour of my time because of what they paid me. And with any job, you're only as good as the number of hours you can give to the company. It's active income. You're trading your time for money. That is very true. And because of that, this is the sad reality. Because you are trading your time for money for a big corporation, you at any given time can be replaced. Whether or not you've been working at your job for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you can be replaced. That is the reality of the situation. So when people try to say that like they're so afraid of starting something or going on their own or maybe just trying a different career or like doing sales or doing more commission and that sort of thing, the reality is what you're doing right now is never secure. Whatever you do in the future is never secure. Nothing is secure in this life because the reality is you're always trading your time for money in some form. That is the reality. And if you stop working, the money stops coming in. Money won't buy you time. Money won't buy you health. It won't buy you happiness. Money won't save you from burnout. Money might buy you external validation, and that's where the societal obsession with trying to keep up with the Joneses and being concerned about the car we drive or the house we live in comes in. But that external validation will never actually fulfill you the way you think it might. Going from making minimum... I mean, that is a good point because keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up like these appearances and all that kind of stuff, right? The reality, if you were to take a step back and just look at it, you are basically just buying a nicer box to burn down to the ground. You are buying a bigger, nicer box to put your head down at night in that you're barely spending any time in because you got to constantly work to pay for that bigger box, that nicer box that you live in now. It's like a really weird situation that people fall in with this lifestyle creep where you're constantly trying to make more money and spend more money so that you could have nicer things, bigger things, just so that you could continuously improve, 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 but you still never really have any money because you're spending all of your money. Wage as a bartender to help with law school expenses to making multiple six figures as a corporate lawyer at this top law firm, I thought I had made it. And I was obviously very lucky to get that job. I never felt like I deserved it. I didn't come for much, so I always kind of felt like I was just this imposter who snuck in. So it was bizarre and like I was being ungrateful, wanting to walk away from this job that so many people would love to have. But what I realized is the money, the prestige, simply wasn't worth it. I, I gotta say, that's for sure. It's definitely not worth it. It's not worth it if you gotta abandon your family in the hospital. It's not worth it for you to literally spend practically every waking moment of your life in a law firm.
having to deal with a boss that thinks that he literally owns you as a piece of property. Like, that is such a weird work environment, a weird life to live. I think we all have a why, and sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that. Sometimes we let fear stop us from actually pursuing our why. We worry too much about what others think, or we become complacent, or we become golden handcuffed, we become risk averse, or we've inflated our lifestyle so much that it's hard to go back. And we're working 60, 80, 100 hour huh? weeks. But That'd why? be another ad. There is a better way to make money with Amazon than selling physical products. Introducing. My why has never been about making money. But without those 10 words ringing in my ears, I don't think I would have ever had the courage to leave that comfortable job to go actually pursue my why. My why is I want to have an impact. I and the thing is, I mean, she's definitely making an impact because for those that don't know that end up stumbling upon this, she has a pretty large YouTube channel. She also has a massive, and I do mean a massive, TikTok following, right? I think she might actually be the largest personal financed TikToker on the platform which is pretty crazy when you think about it. I genuinely want to help people. My why is I want to be able to spend time with people I care about. Which is a side note, I really wonder how much she ends up getting paid for like sponsorship posts on her TikTok. Because, I mean, the ad rates for financial content are in the top tier of ad rates compared to anything else. So what would the sponsorships be on some of her TikToks that get millions and millions of views? Like, could it be like 10 grand, 100 grand, 500 grand, a million dollars? Be pretty interesting to see. My why is building my legal company, Plug in Law, so that people who can't afford to hire expensive lawyers can still legally protect their business. My why is that I want to use this YouTube channel to help people to take control of their finances, to hopefully show people that the power of money is not the things you can buy with it, it's the optionality and the freedom that it affords you. I agree, which is why we push so hard in getting people out of debt, which by the way, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 And the reason why we push so hard with getting people out of debt is because once you're out of debt, once you don't have those debt payments that you're making every single month that are just like weighing you down mentally, emotionally, physically even, you start to live life a very different way because you no longer have that stress of like waking up every day and thinking like, oh man, like I have to go to work. I have to do this. I have to work overtime. I have to work in a really crappy lawyer job that the boss literally thinks that they own me because of how much they pay me, and I can't leave because I have so much money that I owe them, well, like owe the school for student loans. It's just something to think about. Putting your money into investments so that money is compounding and working for you, that's powerful. Putting time and money into building passive income so that you can literally earn money in your sleep, that's And here's the thing, right? Like, I mean, people want to always try to make passive income, but there's very few things in life that actually are passive income. 
But what you could do, technically, is create a business and then hire people to basically take over what you were doing. So basically, you're saving your own time by having people work for you. Right, so you're paying them for their time. So basically how her boss was paying her a crazy amount of money for all of her time, she could, in a sense, pay someone to take care of the things that she's doing and replace some of her time as well. Or you could end up structuring a business or your investments in a way where you still need some sort of activity on your on your behalf to basically manage your portfolio or your business but for the most part you could be basically hands-off right so basically you're just overlooking making sure that everything's basically still working fine and that there's nothing really like there's no like cogs in the wheel or like rocks that are stopping the cogs from turning but there's nothing really 100% passive like that's the reality powerful because it's not so much about how much you make it's about how much of that you save and what you're doing with that money you save to secure your financial future that's where money actually matters that's the power of personal finance you delay gratification now so that you can have optionality to walk away from a bad job or to take a break and travel or spend time with your family this is the reality that a lot of people don't understand right if you got a car payment if you got a mortgage, if you got student loans, if you got a big credit card payment every single month, you can't just go leave and not work. Because you're basically going to be financially screwed if you try to do that, right? Like you have such little freedom when you are so financially tied up with so much debt. And to not let anyone ever tell you what do you think we pay you so much for? As if they have power over your time like that. Because time is what you can't get back no matter how much money you have. And it's easy to get caught up in this rat race and forget that. That phone call was the day I decided I was quitting to actually go after my why. I had a lot of fears when I decided to quit to start my own legal company. I was genuinely scared I might fail. I had other lawyers tell me I would fail. That is so messed up. Like you don't want to see someone get put down by other people for any reason, right? Like her boss was crappy, her coworkers were crappy, these other lawyers in her life were crappy people, right? Like putting down people just because what you're too scared for yourself to even do it, so you got to put down her for trying to do what she feels is the right path for herself. I was scared I would be laughed at when I started my YouTube channel. Well, I did get laughed at. Other lawyers told me it was unprofessional. I was scared that I would run out of my emergency fund and would need to go back to a law firm. And everyone that told me I'd fail would be able to say, I told you so. I feared losing the prestige and not being taken seriously. I was especially scared of disappointing my parents who had just sacrificed so much for me. My and it was really sad, like... For those that end up like actually watching this, you could definitely tell this last couple of seconds that meant a lot to her. That she was really scared about the views from her parents, what her parents thought about it.
My dad joined the military at 18, never went to college, and spent his entire life working so hard every day and never buying a single nice thing for himself. And I knew how much he beamed with pride when he told his friends that his daughter was this lawyer at this top law firm. And then basically find out that she quit her job. Yeah, I can understand how that can be kind of bad. Kind of a bad feeling. And I was sad to take that away from him. But there is one thing I fear more than any of those things. I fear regret more. I fear regret more than I fear failure. To be honest, I don't hold a grudge against that boss. He was just doing his job, and I'm sure he was under a lot of stress. Personally, I feel like she probably should have a grudge against him because that guy, that boss, prevented her from being able to see her grandfather. Now, technically speaking, she could have chosen to just quit her job right on that spot or just not have done the work and been punished for that. But at the same time, that boss, he's a D. Just said. Yes, but I'm sad I didn't stand up for myself. I'm sad I got so caught up in this work culture that I forgot that time is the most valuable asset we have. I wish the Erica in 2019, when this happened, was as brave as I feel now. I wish I could have just said, no, I don't care. The deadline can wait. I'm going to the hospital to see my grandpa. But I didn't. And that's true. She didn't. That's the problem with regret. Regret implies that you had the opportunity to do something differently and you didn't. And another ad. So you're a woman in the executive ranks of your career or you hold a top ranking position in your field and the pace of your You gotta love all that free training. (laughs) And for me, it's too late to go back and change that. I will never get those hours back no matter what I do or what I accomplish for the rest of my life. That is why regret is terrifying. I knew I would regret not trying to take a chance on myself. I do gotta say one thing. From like all the people that I've seen in terms of like their lifestyle, I believe like a YouTuber called Nate O'Brien has a very, it seems like a very relaxing lifestyle. Because I think he only makes like one video per month. I knew I would regret staying as a corporate lawyer and only helping large, faceless corporations get richer and not helping the actual people who need my help. And so I quit. And whatever your why is, don't lose sight of it. Whatever fears you have, remember that you should be more fearful of regret. I know that I've always cared so much about what people thought of me. And I've always followed this path of what I thought society wanted me to do. And this is a lot of people, a lot of people feel this way, a lot of people think this way. No matter who you are, no matter what career you're in, no matter your past experiences, a lot of people feel this type of way. People want you to follow this set path and there's a lot of pressure to do that. I had so many people tell me I would fail on my own. I had a partner at the law firm tell me that quitting would be the biggest mistake of my life and if I wanted to, we could just pretend that I never submitted my two weeks notice. Wow. See, I'm not really mad at that person because they'd probably also be like, hey, I'm trying to like look out for you. We could just kind of forget about this and you could just like, you know, stay around. 
I had another lawyer at the law firm start spreading a rumor about how I got fired because he couldn't fathom that someone would walk away from this prestigious job. That is a spineless human being. You're going to spread a rumor that someone got fired just because you can't understand that someone had the cojones to go on their own and do something on their own? Wow. On their own accord. And what I realized is that when you are trying to stray from that path, people will be very vocal about what they think you can't do. They will be quick to tell you that you're going to fail. They'll project their own insecurities onto you. But very few people, if any, will be vocal about what they think you can do. Very few people are going to be willing to stand up for you. And that's why you have to be your own advocate. Isn't that like really sad? Like, I feel like that's super sad if that's truly the case. If truly people just would not want to stand up for you. Like that's just such a sad, sad situation. I know that you're watching this and there's probably something that you've been wanting to do but you've let fear stop you. Whatever it is, my advice is just to go for it. No one is ever going to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. This year was my year of not letting fear stop me. I founded Plug in Law earlier this year and it's helped thousands of people who might not be able to afford an expensive lawyer That's pretty cool. to legally protect their business. This YouTube channel has grown to 70,000 subscribers. Which, by the way, I think she's over 200,000 subscribers now. I believe she's made over $100,000 from your YouTube channel alone, just in terms of like ad revenue, not in terms of like anything that she's sold or anything like that. I mean, she's probably made half a million or if not a million dollars from her YouTube channel with all her income sources. Who knows how much she's made from her TikTok? Because again, her TikTok is like a massive, massive TikTok. So who knows how much she's probably made from that? So, she probably actually makes more money on social media than she ever did being a lawyer or that she ever would have made from being a lawyer, which is pretty crazy. And one way to think about it is that basically, like, what she's doing right now, it, like, it scales. Like, it scales a lot. So, for example, let's just put this into perspective, right? So, she has, like, a million plus views, almost like 1.8 million views on this video, right? That we're checking out. Let's just say that she had like one product that she charged like $500 for, right? And let's just say like it's like an information product or a digital product, meaning that it could basically be sold over and over and over and over again. If she were to just get 2,000 people from the 1.8 8 million people that view this potentially she could easily clear a million dollars which is crazy like people are able to make a million dollars a year with like social media followings of less than a thousand people because you gotta think about it like this you could clear a million dollars a year in terms of like income revenue that sort of thing by having a thousand people pay you a thousand dollars every single year. So you'd only need a thousand customers every single year 
for you to be able to clear a million dollars. Meaning, you could technically get about three to four sales per day to be able to make a million dollars. Like, isn't that kind of crazy when you think about it? Especially just look at this video. This video that we're checking out has 1.8 million plus views. Her social media has millions of people following her, right? So it's not that hard to fathom that she potentially has made millions of dollars already from her social media. Subscribers and 4 million views, thanks to you. I started from $0 in January and wanted to show that making passive income in just a year is possible. So in just this year, I've made over $100,000. She made over $100,000 from YouTube ad revenue. Dollars from YouTube wow. and built a course to show others the way. And I was... So yeah, so that course that she probably made probably helped her make seven figures plus and business insiders cnbc us news and inc magazine and with this video i've conquered my fear of posting this video and sharing my story by the way like just for like perspective because she's in such like a high cpm niche this video got like 1.8 million. Let's just like round it up to 2 million just to keep it simple. Her ad rates are probably like $20 plus, right? So like $20 per 1,000 view. So she could probably have easily made forty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 on this one single video. Like another example of this is like a YouTuber called Bia Heza, where I believe one of his videos has generated over a hundred thousand dollars. One like ten minute video generated a hundred grand plus. Like just keep that in mind, right? What could potentially be generated from the content that these people are making? I'm sad that my grandpa isn't here to see this, but I... I'm sad with you as well. That is a horrible, horrible situation. I hope he would be proud. So stop doubting your... One thing's for sure, I bet you that if, his, if her grandfather could see what she's doing right now, where she is right now, I bet you 100% that he probably looks at her and be like, Wow, I'm so proud of you. Because what she's done is amazing, right? Like, seriously, what she has done, because this video was made back in 2020, it's like in the 2022 right now, what she has done since then, from the very, very brief research that I've done, is absolutely amazing, right? So, Erica Kohlberg, props to you. You've definitely made your grandfather proud. You've definitely helped a lot of people, this seems like. Like, wow. So, don't lose sight of your why, and you can absolutely do it, and this next year is all yours for the taking. That's pretty crazy. So, if you like this sort of thing, stay tuned for more. We give you roughly daily financial commentary, right? And if you want to learn how to get out of debt and master your money, Go to fordiumbox.com hey or into Eric. the description of this video as well.
to learn how to get out of debt and master your money in a very simple process. By the way, feel free to check out Erica Kohlberg out on YouTube or TikTok or whatever, because I do think that she makes some really good content, and I think she does her best to try to help people out, which is pretty cool. Stay tuned for more. See ya.